Oh, it feels good to be back. Oh, oh I miss baby. This. It's just like, I, I, I'm not even done with my beer, and I feel the juices flowing through my body right now. Beach on Hawaii. Whew. Don't even get Cat me started. smelling there. basement with me. <laughs> Pick one. This I'll put on a bikini if that helps even the odds against Kim. Uh, might need, might need, the, might need to see it. Uh. <laughs> done. Confirmed. Next episode, I'm in a bikini. <laughs> It's going to be a live stream as well. All right, guys, we are back. Oh, my gosh. I I am so excited for today's episode. I think this is officially season two, right? Season yeah, two? this is season two. Season two, We're baby. season two of the podcast. So. And the league. Yeah, and the league in a whole, I guess. I mean, it'll probably always follow along with the league. Now, uh, it will be. I mean, yeah, I mean, the league dies. That's the whole point. Yeah, that's, that's kind of the point <laughs> of what we're doing. It's the reason we're here. Uh, really excited about today's episode, though. We are talking about the draft this week. Uh, so a couple other little sneaky things that just snuck their way in here last minute uh, per the group me text. But uh, really excited to talk about the draft, all the rules, changes, and stuff that we're talking about making. So... Um, kind of a lot to get into, so let's just kind of jump right into it. Make this as quick as possible. As quick as possible, that's what she said. See you later. <laughs> All right, like we said in the intro... Season two, starting off. Season two yes. for the ADL. Season two for the podcast. Mm. Guys, I cannot describe to you how excited I am for NFL football. Oh 43 gosh, days yes. away till a regular season game. Eight days away from the Hall of Fame game. Yeah. I mean, I can bet on that. So that helps. That that feels good. I'll Anything be, that you can put money on. I'll be doing it. <laughs> I won't be happy about it. I won't be happy about betting on it, but I will. Speaking of betting, I just paid out a $100 bet to Joe Zypher uh, <laughs> on our rental. So Joe and I had bet on the move-out date of our tenants, which I hear is the best way to spend... The uh, money you make from renting properties is to bet it away to your business <laughs> to gamble partner. gamble it with your business partner <laughs> yeah. on the fact that the tenants are there. I'm pretty sure that's on like the Jimmy John's wall of like the Warren Buffett ways to like invest <laughs> your money. Uh, so that's fun. But yeah, 43 days to football. So excited. Players are starting to report to training camps. And yeah. now we get all the random news about like coaches just randomly saying that their players look great. Oh, Zeke claiming that he's not going to show up to camp, but he won't accrue a year of free agency if he doesn't. So he's definitely going to. Yeah, he has to show up. Uh, Tyreek is free. So that's great. I mean, it's a good day to be at Matt Wyborski in the world with my team of just pure <laughs> criminals and horrible people. Uh, but. I think the things we want to get into this week are the draft, because that's coming up this oh, yeah. Sunday. Super excited. I'm going to turn into a chicken nugget. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I'm, I, I, oh, I, I don't even know how to express what will happen to my body, but I have an all-day work retreat from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. on Monday. I will not mentally be there. I will, I will be... I will be a, a frozen chicken. You'll be a bourbon-filled a chicken. A bourbon-filled chicken, yes. That's what I will be. <laughs> yeah. And I'm okay with that. That's great. So, uh, <laughs> with the draft coming up this week, we're going to preview the draft, everything that's happening in the group me, basically right now. Yes. Uh, let's start with Tyler Griffin. I know we always have a lot of hot takes. Somehow, <laughs> somehow, one of the quietest people in the league just gets the hottest takes taken after him. And I think it's because, one, his team is good, even though it sucks and I hate him, but his team is good. You th hang on, you think Griffin's quiet? I mean, like, 
in a public like, setting. Yeah, oh, oh, okay, okay. Like, I was say, he never shuts up on the group meet. Yeah, yeah, but like you go out to like a bar or okay, like, okay, okay. you know, you're in like a group of more than eight. Gotcha, gotcha. Pretty quiet. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you get, yeah, I mean, he's talking trash like crazy. Oh, yeah, I mean, small stops. groups, big trash talk. I mean, I respect <laughs> it. I respect the game. Like, I hella respect the game. Uh, but I mean, he's clearly making a push right now. I think he's getting into election season with all the Democratic primaries. Griff, clearly, <laughs> clearly making a push for the B- VP of the league. Uh, oh, give me your takes gosh. on Tyler Griffin and his actions right now. Kind of, kind of trying to. You think he's trying to usurp, or you think he's trying to assist? I, I, you know, I would say that he is trying to assist. Yeah, but uh, Griff runs another league that I'm in, and uh, he runs it like a uh, snail. Yeah, like a snail. Uh, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was secretly trying to take Britain down, you know? It's just one of those... Uh, Later snails, like, that didn't really... I mean, I said it... Like, he's like, slowly creeping in like a snail, uh, and he's gonna, just gonna he's gonna take the shell. Like those really treacherous snails that we all know of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, those snails. I'm gonna be honest, I've never seen any of those on planet Earth. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they exist or not. But it <laughs> sounded good when you said it, so I, just, I kept going with it. Hey, I appreciate that. I appreciate the loyalty. <laughs> You know, loyalty will get you a long way in this world. <laughs> More importantly than Griff trying to take over the whole league, and literally this is what is happening right now in the group me, guys. Like everyone's sending their suggestions and stuff. Is Matre is the new gift king? I don't. If you guys Dude. didn't see those gifts, those are about the most perfect gifts I have ever seen. And I was gonna say, I think Matre's been one of the gift. He's been a gift lord for a while. Like he's just I, so quiet he, about it. Well, in our personal conversations, like me and him's text about the reds. No joke, five nights a week. Oh my god! Every night the Reds are playing. Me and Montre are texting. Like before the All Star break, we were all about them being buyers, and now we're like mm. crumbling. And we had so many good gifts going back and forth. And I just thought that was something that like everyone knew about Montre. And I think maybe the people that text him personally are, but that's like three people in this league. Yeah, it's not a lot of. People and I think he's league, yeah. really asserting his dominance as the gift. Not just Lord, but King, and I'm fully willing to give that crown oh, yeah. to him. I, I, I try really hard, and I fail often when it comes to the gift game. So I just don't know. Here's here's what I want to know about the gift game. What do you type in to your gift exactly. keyboard search? How do you get that? Like, the number of times that I'm like, oh, my God, I think I would really like, like, if there was some time in some show where someone looked kind of, like, astounded, but then right afterwards was kind of angry, and I type in, like, uh, gift, angry. uh, kind of angry. And it's just like a bunch of, like, it's just garbage. It's garbage, it's yeah. garbage. Yeah. Like, you have to know the person that you want to be in the gift. Oh, yeah. And then you can find it. Or yeah. the show, or whatever it is. But yeah, so I think, I think just for gift knowledge alone of the gift verse... <laughs> It's just Matre all the way, hundred percent. He is he is my king. He's so good. Oh gosh. Uh, So in the group me, this is one of the things that Griffin is trying to. I I don't I don't even know if honestly at this point if Griffin's trying to make this happen. No, Sarah, quiet Sarah brought it up. That's who it was. Uh, She brought up in the group me, and this is something that I think would be great to talk about right now. Yep, is getting rid of defense and substituting a flex position. Yeah. So I. I personally think it's a really good idea to get rid of defense because mm. I think in Dynasty, like defense, really just has no spot. Yeah. It's like the, the tracking a defense over the years. One one thing, like year over year, defense is really hard to predict. Yeah, like yes, there have been franchises that historically have defense, but the reality is that 
every single, even in a dynasty league, like last year, I streamed my defense most weeks, like because not many people are hanging on to two defenses, yeah. so we were able to like kind of move them and trade them. And so from that perspective, like if you can stream, it kind of feels like it defeats the purpose of dynasty, because kind of the whole purpose of dynasty is that you believe in players, you're going to hold on to them, you're going to build a roster. It activates trading more than the waiver wire. Yeah. And so for defenses. That doesn't really make a whole sense, a whole lot of sense to me. So, what do you think about the defense take? Yeah, I think dynasty? I, I agree. I don't, I don't think defense is necessary. I like having defense because it is like it is a like you have to actually think about a defense when you're playing. Like I, getting rid of kickers, hundred percent agree. And like in every yeah, league, kickers, kickers, you're just it's a coin flip for every kicker except for Justin Tucker. So that doesn't matter to me. Um, but defense, you actually do have to think about it a little bit. Like what teams are they playing? Like you, you, ha- you can stream, but like. You know, if you have the Bears defense, like, I feel pretty good this year about my defense, and I don't really have to think about it all year. So there's some strategy that goes behind it. For me, like, on the suggestion of getting rid of defense and substituting a flex, I don't love that. Because that just makes our starting roster, and I think this is something that we talked about last offseason, it just expands that starting roster even more. I'd be totally fine like, hey, Nick's defense. Like, yeah. Add another bench spot. Like, that's, that's cool with me. Um, but adding another flex, it's just like, good night. At that point, we have, what, uh, three wide receivers, three flex, and two running back. That's that's deep. a lot. That's, that's deep. A deep starting bench, especially in a twelve-team um, league. And like honestly, some of those players probably aren't going to outscore most defenses. I might like <laughs> if I have the won't. option to use a defense as a flex, I might just do that. <laughs> right, because I mean that's kind of deep. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean I totally agree. I think I think getting rid of defense, I'm all for. I don't like de- I'm not a huge fan of defense. Again, I agree. Kickers are way worse. Yeah. But, yeah, replacing it with another flex. I also, like, when we start changing the starting roster, like, if you start talking about adding another flex, that means that people may have made different decisions last year. Yeah, because, like, let's true. say that you have, you know, you've got three solid running backs, you've got three wide receivers, and you've got, like, three pretty solid flex guys, and you believe in those guys staying healthy, and you got rid of one of those, like, solid-ish flex guys for a shot in the future for a draft pick or something. Yeah. Now you're about to be punished for that because we're changing the starting roster. Yeah. So any change to the starting roster really like in my mind needs to be at the time of the draft because you might also draft differently yeah because like once you fill out your starting roster some people might want to go shots some people might want to bolster their starting roster it's totally Mm -hmm. different so i think changing the starting roster other than like removing a onesie position like defense needs a lot a lot more consideration and i Mm -hmm. think it really even amplifies so one other thing that was floating around the group me is not only an extra flex, but an extra super flex. Yeah. That like totally that breaks that, that's the a league. Game changer because like, that would, would be screwed. He only has one quarterback. Yeah, and that would change the way that everyone drafted. So oh, like when gosh, you're talking yeah. about just like okay, well, who's this guy that I'm going to start as my third flex in a three wide receiver league? Mm. It's probably going to be like some joker that's going to maybe you're you're looking for a touchdown shot. Yeah, is what you are. You're looking mm-hmm. for a touchdown shot from a wide receiver three, super flex. You would have drafted two. Oh, viable gotcha. quarterbacks mm-hmm. and a lot of people didn't and a lot of people in our league don't treat that way so i think that moving to a super flex is a complete non-starter yeah even though as the person with patrick mahomes and, and baker, baker i would be set for like the next eight years as like just top <laughs> contender right out of the bat <laughs> yeah it would be nice for you to have that uh super flex option but that's not gonna happen speaking of baker i, I wanted to bring something up to you uh 
Matre texted me literally like 20 minutes before we started, and this is what he said. He said, who should I draft 101? Is that a question? Legitimately a question that he sent to me. Let me guess. He was thinking Nikhil Harry. Like a crazy boy. Well, then he followed it up with, I think I'm going to trade the 101 to Matt for Baker. Why are we talking about that right now? <laughs> Why are we making this public? I thought we were... Matra responded to me with like a, what are we doing right now? And so I texted him back, are you serious? He said no. Uh, so Wait, I just, what? I just wanted to see your reaction. Damn it! <laughs> Man! Oh. Uh, but, Matra, to answer your question, it should be Josh Jacobs, right? I mean, come no. on, it's obvious. It should be traded to me for <laughs> Baker. God! <laughs> So speaking of trades as well, I got another one for you. Uh, so Griff sent me a trade offer, and I've not seen this yet. Let me guess: Griffin was going to trade me something for Baker, and yeah, you talked gonna him out of you, it. He's going to like send you. Uh, I think it was David Johnson for Baker or something like that. Let's he see. said. First off, there's no one that's been lower on quarterbacks in the history of the world than Tyler, than Tyler Griffin. Yeah, he, so. he's he's the worst. Okay, so Griff sent me. Let's see here, uh, Rob Gronkowski for my 2019 first round second pick. Uh, yeah, that's not gonna happen. Uh, yeah, that yep, yeah, that was easy. Dude, the live Thanks, decline. Thanks, Griff. Keep them coming, bud. Live decline. Ten forty-six uh, p.m. Seven twenty-four, twenty nineteen. <laughs> Boom. Suck it. Uh, Anything yeah. else? The live decline. No, I got nothing. Oh, I else. love the live declines. I live for it. It is fun. I, like sometimes when people send trades, I'm just like, I don't even want to. I don't even yeah, want to think about. Don't it. look at Until it. Till the podcast. Till the live decline. <laughs> During the season, it's the best time. Luckily, that one was super easy. So. Yeah, that was a very easy one. Uh, okay, so let's get into the draft uh, proper. That was very British of me. Been watching a lot of golf. <laughs> uh, let's get into the draft proper here. Time per pick. I think it's right now mm. at ten minutes a pick. I, I think he changed it back to five with a 10 with a timer. fifteen minute extension. Okay. What? But it's not just one extension, right? It's a timer that you can run out. Yeah, it's a, over multiple rounds. Yeah. How do you feel about how that uh, that landed out after we we kind of talked about the last episode yeah. ideas that we had? How do you feel about that? Yeah, I, I don't mind it. I, I think like I, I've thought about. I've thought about more specifically, like, how that third round and on is going to go. I think the first round is going to be pretty much the only round where people are going to be using their full time. Like, I, I fully expect everybody to use their full time in the first round, five or ten minutes. I can assure you surprised. I will. Well, you don't have one. There you go. Uh, so That's it's easy why. for you. <laughs> uh, but, like, I don't... I, I, it's, I don't think there will be a lot of trades. So I think the extension is, like, while it's nice to know it's there, like, for me... If I do want to trade up or trade back, like I can, you know, throw out my extension and try to make that happen. Um, but I mean, honestly, I, I, I don't. At first, I was like, man, this draft is going to take like twelve hours. I don't think it will. I think yeah. it, this draft is going to go really quick, and I'm going to just eat a bunch of chicken and drink yeah. bourbon. Yeah, I think I really like the way it landed out. I think, honestly, I, th I think as we as I really thought about the way that we talked about it last week. Yeah, I think a lot, not every pick would go to the 10th, except for like maybe middle yeah, first round. I'd be surprised. M yeah. Middle first round could have gotten really long. I think that there will be something wildly unexpected to happen in the middle of the first round. Oh, yeah. In the front of the second round, which mm -hmm. I'm very excited for. I love the injection of like the whole time because mm -hmm. it breeds chaos, and I love chaos. Oh, yeah. So I fully expect Jason at some point in the first round. To invoke he's gonna do something. all of his time. Yeah. Fully he's going to be dealing. Which, what do you think about my suggestion of anytime you use your extension, you have to take a shot? 
I feel like that's Love gold, right? I mean, that's so Love good. It. I also would, the only amends I would make to it is that anyone you enter into negotiations with also takes yes. a shot. Ooh, yes. Yes. Write it down, Britain. So that's that happening. would be my only amend to that one. But yeah, I think I think we ended up pretty good there with the time per pick and the extended yeah, squad. Yeah, not bad at all. I think it's a good call. Yeah, so I think the uh, the meat of the discussion, and I think for, for, for at least this podcast, because yeah. you and I kind of fall on different sides of this, and I think we'll do a pretty good job of hashing out you know, kind of what the pros and cons for this topic are. Mm. I think it's an interesting one because a year ago I was super against it. I've yeah. become more for it, not because I've become smarter or wiser or whatever. <laughs> it just, I don't know. I just, I think it breeds the kind of league that I want to be in, but that's a very subjective thing. And so this is the taxi squad discussion. Mm. So this is the first time it's really come into play for us because it's our first rookie draft. And so let me outline the idea of a taxi squad. So a taxi squad is you get five picks. Well, we'll take five picks in the rookie draft. Yeah. But you have a taxi squad. Each team gets a taxi squad of five picks. A player that is put on taxi squad can must be a rookie when placed there. And they can stay there for up to two years. When they're on your taxi squad, no other team can sign them. They're not on the waivers. They're effectively like an extra... Think of it as like another version of IR. It's just another mm. slot in your bench. Um, but the thing with a taxi squad is they're on your team, and after two years, you either have to promote them to your active roster, or they go into free agency and they go on the waiver wire. Um, before that, if you choose to promote them to your active roster, once they hit your active roster... They can never never go back to a taxi squad again. Mm. And so if you choose, like, let's say last year I had Baker, and if I would have put Baker on the taxi squad and I saw him popping off and I wanted to play him for a week, I would have had to make the decision to promote him to my active roster and he could never go back there again. Um, typically, if a player gets traded from a taxi squad, they cannot be put on the new team's taxi squad and if a team, if a player is picked up from the waiver wire, they cannot go on a taxi squad. Okay. So it would be literally just rookie picks that you make can go there for two years to develop. That's typically how it's done. Sometimes you can let waiver wires go there if they're within the first two years since their draft class. But that's mm. less common. So that's kind of the idea of a taxi squad. Again, think of it like a practice squad in the NFL. Um what do you think about how that would affect the league and how that would affect the draft? What are your general feelings toward the taxi squad? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. So just, I mean, this is literally, we just started talking about this today, really. Um, Very, pretty new. Pretty yeah, new. so super new in the group chat. For me, I, I, I don't love the idea of it because what I love about like not having that option, like right now, I'm about to draft six rookies. I got to make some cuts. And I got some hard decisions to make. Like, they're obviously, every team has a couple guys where it's like, see ya, don't care. Right. Like, for me, I have three guys that I feel that way about. Like, I have Dontrell Hillard, um, gosh, who was the other guy? Uh, Isaiah McKenzie, Chris Moore. It's like, those are easy get rid ups for me. It's like, those guys aren't going to do anything. I don't, I could literally not care less. But, like, after that, it's like, well, I got Philip Dorsett, who, like, could be good if Nikhil Harry's not very good, and he's still young, and I'm kind of just, like, forced into these a little bit harder um, decisions in the process. So that's what I like about not having a taxi squad, is it, it yeah. forces me to think, like, crap, I, do I want to get rid of this guy? Is is Nefli going to pick this guy up next week because I get rid of him, and I'm a freaking idiot for keeping a rookie, like... 
I wouldn't have to make those hard decisions. So that's why I don't really love the idea because it it doesn't actually like give me more value. It just allows me to take longer to make that decision. You so let I mean? me let me let's let's structure this like a debate. So that, that's one thing you yeah. don't like about it. Yeah. Let me rebuttal to that thing that you don't like about it. Mm-hmm. So this year, it's going to alleviate some of those decisions. Right? Yeah. You're going to put some of those guys on taxi squad. You're going to put your new rookie drafts on taxi squad. You get to keep some of them. Next year, you've got a taxi squad of five guys that last year you believed in enough to keep on your taxi squad. And now you have the same decision to make with more guys. So to me, it's only this year it'll make it a little bit easier. Maybe. Yeah. Next year, you now are making the same hard decision with more players. So it actually gives you a little bit more freedom because what it lets you do is it lets you release players into the wild where you're like, look, I really like, I used to believe in this guy, what he's shown me. I don't believe in this guy. Mm-hmm. You know what? If Nefley picks him up because he's got some insider source, like we all know <laughs> he does somehow, like I'll be okay with that. But I still want, you know, I drafted this wide receiver because I believed in the talent, but I kept him on the taxi squad all year of 20, you know, 19 because I believe that 2020 would be his year. I'm keeping him. Mm. And I drafted this new guy and I'm just not really feeling it. I got to cut someone. So it'll still force the same. It'll delay these decisions one year, mm. but next year you got all the same. Next decisions. year it's going to be those hard decisions. Yeah. So that's my thought on that piece. What do you think about that? I mean, it's definitely accurate. I mean, that that's true i mean it having a taxi squad it's gonna be a next year we're gonna have that same dilemma where i'm having to make these decisions like do i promote do i you know keep them on there like how do i want to play that out well and yeah so year two right it's do you keep do you promote do you whatever yeah year three it's like you gotta start doing some stuff you either gotta cut or promote like because it's all full Mm -hmm. Um, and you're getting players running up against their two-year limit if you've kept them so it's even more decisions to make well, another thought that I have is like, there there are certain players that like are never going to be on the taxi squad. Like having five taxi squad spots, like first round, Josh Jacobs, one hundred one. That's going to go to Matre. He's not going to put him on his taxi squad. Most teams aren't going to need a five rookie taxi squad. Like look at look at last year's rookie class. Like the first round, almost every player was starting at some point during the year. Not to say all of them are good, but yeah. like almost every player was starting, and even most of those second round players. We're start able because our roster's so deep. For one week, yeah, you could yeah. you could plug them in. Yeah, um, so that that makes me like kind of. It, it's it, it's hard for me to see the need for it with that mindset. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think the other side of that though is it adds a new decision to that weekly start of I've got this guy on my taxi squad. How badly do I need to win this week? Because if he let's say like. Let's say you've got a running back who is out for one week for a shoulder issue. And mm. you, you really think it's only going to be one week. You've got his rookie backup, and you really don't think that guy's going to carry the wor- workload. You're in playoff contention. It's week eight. You promote from the taxi squad to win to get to the playoffs. Now that guy can't go back to taxi squad. So you have to make that new decision of like, well, do I really want to remove this guy from taxi squad? Because I really think – because like this running back, the running back ahead of him's contract is running out at the end of – like 2020 mm. and so i'm really in this guy for the 2021 do i want to ruin my 21 2021 chance or at least you know have to demote someone to free agency yeah. for this one game so it adds yet another decision point about that 
And again, in year three, it's going to be another thing where it's like mm. year three again gets even harder of, well, do I keep this guy on taxi? Do I cut? Do I promote? And so I think it adds even more decision points to the owners. Mm. Uh, so that's just, that's just my other, I don't know. That's my rebuttal again. Double, double rebuttal, rebuttal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I can agree. Do you, so it sounds like you're for it then. Yeah, I All mean, well, okay. So if I were to like be pure like debate, Matt, like those are just my responses to that. But I think for me, I, I am for it. Mm-hmm. And I think because, and, and initially when this was brought up, I think it was brought up before the rook or before the startup draft. Yeah, it was. It was brought up, and I was against it mm-hmm. because I was wholeheartedly against the deepness of the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I actually think I really like the deepness of the league. And the thing that I want to activate is the trading and the like true manager like interaction of the league. And so last year we talked a lot about how the waiver wire was going to be garbage and all this, and so then, yep. and which it is, yep. and then the t- and then the taxi squad would just make that even worse because you would remove effectively every valuable like literally what the taxi squad is going to do is five rounds, twelve teams, that is 60, 60 players off the off the waiver wire. Man, that's crazy. That's a lot. That's so many guys. But in the reality is like. A lot of those rookies will be rostered. It's going to be 60 players off the waiver wire. But you'll probably still have relevant people on the waiver wire, like, for Fab to be about. But I also just, like, kind of have started to wonder, like, what is Dynasty football about? And I think it's not about the waiver wire. I think it's about the manager interactions. And so I think the the Taxi Squad adds more manager interactions and more manager decisions of... This year, yeah, it's going to be pretty easy because this year, if I wanted to make my five picks and put them all on taxi, I'm done. Next year, I've got to make hard decisions of do I promote, do I cut, do I make some trades off of my taxi squad so that I can free up taxi squad spots for my new picks. So I I like all those new decision points. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm I think you're I think you're winning me over a little bit, uh, like. It, as I'm thinking about it a little bit more, like I think about certain guys, like uh, like this year's rookie class, I- I've looked at a ton, and like one guy that comes to mind is like Jay Sternberger, uh, tight end for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, he's a rookie, but Jimmy Graham's in front of him, and he's one of those guys where it's like right. you're not going to move him up. No, you're not this year, but like he is expected to be valuable and worth having down the road yeah so like those first two rounds like i said before those aren't guys that are typically going to be that but when you start to get into pardon me uh rounds three four and five you're getting more more of those guys that that you're not actually playing the short term you're actually playing entirely long-term game right um so like for me if i were to say like and and this is something i think i brought up on the chat today is like if we're gonna do taxi squad, I think you had suggested three. I like that more. At first, it was just because it was less people. Yeah. Uh, but now it's kind of more like, I mean, having five, I would be surprised if anybody put their first round on the taxi squad and they stayed there all year. It's just shocked. Yeah, first round. I guess it doesn't matter at the end of the day because yeah. I think I think the on, the, the piece for three versus five is more about the multi-year view. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, this year most people are probably drafting their first round player to at least start a couple mm-hmm. weeks. And if they're not, that's fine. Uh, 
But I think the three versus five really gets into the multi-year view of like, mm-hmm. you know, come 2020 draft, you might have guys on your bench that you're really hoping to break out. Like, let's say, yeah. for example, you draft uh, – who's the guy that was drafted to be the new Tyree Kill on Mikko Kansas Hardman. City? You, you draft Mikko Hardman, and yeah. Tyree Kill's back all year. You're probably going to te- keep him on taxi. Yep. And then next year, you're going to come in, and you're going to yep. be like, well, what am I going to do? Like, am I going to promote him? Am I going to whatever? Well, I'll keep on taxi. I'll draft some new guys. Maybe it'll like move around. So if you have five, you get that flexibility. And I think it also this, uh, thoughts are popping in my head right now. I'm yeah. loving this. Uh, another value add to it. Okay, I might not be three. I think I'm five. I think I'm full five. There you right go. Now. Let's go, baby. Uh, okay, so another value add is like, like teams like Jason. Yep. And, and myself, like we have more than I think Corey might have more than five as well. Uh, teams that have more than five rookie picks, mm-hmm. like. It, it this move would actually encourage teams to make those trades that's right and get more rookie picks down the road like now I'm thinking like next year like I've been trying to find a way to get rid of my four my four and five picks this right because I'm, I'm not gonna use them well you're not gonna use them and without a taxi squad you're just gonna cut them immediately yeah, they're just gonna be cut immediately and at best they find a way on back on my roster someday but right. this allows me to actually look more at that and like when I'm making trades you know this coming season, I'm thinking about like those rookie picks and thinking like, man, I would not mind getting like six, seven picks, right? Because I see the value in it now. Yeah, and I think right now I don't think there's a ton of value. Yeah, and I think that was one thing. Like, so last year, or not last year, so you kind of you kind of like took another one of my pros right out of my mouth. (laughs) Is like when you're looking at the taxi squad and one thing. So like when we talk about the rookie draft, it's like. Mm. We've always talked like when we literally we did the uh, mock draft and we did the first two rounds and literally after the first round I was like this doesn't even matter like like yeah. let's not even do the second round yep because like who cares but with a taxi squad like you can draft dudes like Josh Allen who went in the third round last yep. year I got him put him on your taxi squad and if he starts popping and you need to move him up or mm-hmm. not you can figure out what's going to happen you can draft dudes like Kiki QT Deshaun Hamilton. Uh, or like John Kelly, like people that you like barely even know, Antonio Callaway. Obviously, he started popping off, and you would have probably moved him yeah. up. But you can draft these later rounds dudes and keep them for years and think that they might evolve. So, like, mm-hmm. let's say you drafted a Mike Gusecki, and you're like, you know what? You'd have been a taxi squad all, all You're going to keep him taxi squad, yeah. because, right? He is drafted to be – he is an – like, this allows you to look at combine scores – it's like, that guy's a freak. If he ever gets an opportunity in the next mm. two years, I think he's going to pop. But he's going to a shitty team. I'll wait for two years and see what happens. It gives you that opportunity. And then it also gives you like a little bit of the trade bait to keep that yeah. happening. Instead of just like, you cut him to waivers, he pops off one week, Gosh. and then someone spends $100, and you're like, that is the he worst was, feeling. I literally drafted this guy because I believed in him, and he didn't pop for yeah. six weeks. And all I had to do was wait for seven weeks. So I think it, re- it rewards kind of like, it rewards deeper research into the rookies, and it makes the fourth mm-hmm. and fifth round picks, like you said, a little bit more valuable. Yeah, because you can keep them around and keep them on your mm-hmm. roster. Yeah, I, th- I think, I think it actually does. I'd be curious to see how we feel next year with trades happening for the 2020 season. Like this year, it seemed like there were pre- like I was looking at it today, there were actually a pretty good amount of trades that happened um, for this year's rookie picks. Like a yeah. lot of movement actually happened. Um, surprisingly, like in my mind, it was like, there's no way, but I mean, a total of, let's see here, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 total moves. 
Um, and uh, all like some are multiple picks for in single trades, but like there's 16 total position shifts inside of our this year's draft. Um, so that I mean that's interesting. I'd be interested to see if this even bumps that up more because yeah. of that. And and I think it will. I mean, for, I think it might, for, yeah. for me personally, I think that having especially for wide receivers like the thing oh, that we yeah. see in the nfl constantly is mm-hmm. like wide receivers really they just need a year and like tight ends they might need two like mm-hmm. these guys that aren't running backs like because run, running back playbooks are just they're just simpler yep and like if you can pass block catch and run you're gonna you're gonna be fine And if you can't then you're gonna need some time to like learn how to do those things but like Wide receivers just have so much bigger playbooks. They need more time to grow in. This gives you that opportunity to drive the to draft like, you know, the Patriots wide receiver. Let's say you put Nikhil Harry on your taxi squad, which might be crazy, but yeah. also like he's a Belichick wide receiver. We yeah. think he's gonna like step right into that and just dominate. Nope, probably not. Not gonna happen, especially if Julian Edelman's healthy. Maybe yeah. you take the risk. You throw him on your taxi squad. You're right. He does nothing. Edelman retires, and you got to keep an entire roster spot for one year, and like you did it. So I think, I think just all of the flexibility and the increase in value to the rookie picks is why I'm super pro five man taxi squad. Hmm. I'm, I think I'm in. You, you've converted me. We hey. started off, and I, we we decided not to have this discussion before the yeah, episode. Yeah, we literally cut this whole off. We said, you know, we're not going to talk about it beforehand. See if I can actually be convinced. You heard it here first, folks. I am convinced. Five-man taxi squad. I'm all in on it. Because, it, it, I, I mean, it also does Believer. still. It, at the end of the day, you're still going to have to make that decision. you got to make it. Like, and even if you delay it no for matter this what. year, you're going to make it next year. Yeah. And yeah, any time a player's popping off, like... Yeah, I mean, I, just I, imagine... I can't, I can't even try to argue against it at this point. Uh, I'm trying imagine, to. Imagine the stress week three when your third-round draft pick catches two touchdowns in a fluke. And you're like... Is he a part of the offense? Do I promote him? What do I do? I can keep him for free. Who am I going to cut if I promote him because he can't go to taxi? Like, all of that. It makes more of those weekly decisions actually a little bit more valuable. Yeah, it makes it it even harder. So, yeah, big fan. Very excited, actually. And it even makes, like, handcuffs more valuable. Like, Mike Weber, Tony Pollard. Yeah. Backups to Zeke. Like, right. You want them. You're definitely going to keep them on your taxi squad. But as soon as Zeke gets hurt, it's like, all right, there we go. Yeah, gotta make we're going to promote them. Or at the end of two years, let's say there's still handcuffs, it's do I need to move these handcuffs to my active roster mm-hmm. or do I just cut them free and see who picks them up and then Zeke gets hurt next week and then Matt and cries. screwed. So, <laughs> yeah. So I think uh, Cheek and I have come down both big five-man Taxi yes. Squad proponents. I think we've I voted gotta, accordingly, accordingly in the group. Me, you haven't voted yet. I, I voted earlier. And, I pre. Uh, I pre. I'm gonna be honest with you. It was a negatory. Negatory. Dude, go back and change. So that. I'm changing it right now, guys. Dude, live change. Big live. Live change to. I mean, it was a while back. It was Good a while back night. since Griffin's been trying to usurp the league. All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, there are ten total votes. Nine of them were yeah, no. Well, how you... or nine of them were yes. Yeah. Really? Uh, uh, I can't. Oh, okay. Here we go. Change my vote. Really yes. casting a meaningful vote here. Oh, gosh. Uh, now, it, you know, now I, I, I kind of want to say no just to feel, Just to be contrarian. Yeah, just to I can respect that. go against the grain. Big chaos guy. I can respect <laughs> that. I can, I can respect the shit out of that. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I think that's all we had leading that's into it, the yeah. draft. Uh, I wanted to ask you one final question. What are you most excited for Sunday afternoon? Oh, gosh. 
I I am really excited. I mean, there's a lot that I'm excited for. I'm excited to see like how the picks play out and all that stuff. But honestly, I'm ex- I'm excited to get the league back together. Again. Yeah. Like I was really kind of bummed out that this off season we didn't do like an outing, which I know everybody's busy, and I'm not I'm not trying to harbor Brit at all for that. I I get it. Um, but man, it, it is. It, I, I I was thinking about it just today, like how much fun it was to draft in a room with everybody. It was really fun, and it was like kind of bumming me out before when it was like, ah, so and so might not be able to make, it. like time might not be able to come up, or you know, Netflix might be out of town. I was like, ah, I really, I want everybody to be there. I know, and I'm really excited that it's this Sunday, and I think everybody's going to be there. Yeah, which, which would be is sweet. awesome. Like I love it. I mean, obviously there's gonna be great food and drinks. I'm gonna probably smoke the entire time. Yeah. But I mean, we're I'm definitely lo- gonna have the porch boys rolling. <laughs> porch boys back in action. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? What, what are you most excited about? Uh, I think uh, if I had to rank them in order, it would be Tiny and Cook's wife's cookies. <laughs> <laughs> and then shortly after that, it'd be seeing Tiny again. I mean, I, I, I think. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Bring the cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong, love the cookies, but I yeah I think this is a really fun way to just like stay connected to everyone. Mm, I, I, yeah, I wish we would have gotten together, you know, off season literally just to shame Matre. Hope we do it again this season, but yeah, I just love getting everyone together and having like yeah. a common thing around it. I love eating food, love drinking, love smoking, love doing all the things. So definitely, uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to just is this too Christian just to say be together. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't know. I don't know. Christian. I mean, that's the uh, thing. People like that. Second or third thing, because number one was cookies, two was tie, three was be together. Fourth thing, uh, I know you said one thing, but I'm going eh, for it. We'll keep it going. Uh, fourth thing, <laughs> very excited for a very unnecessary use of the extra time <laughs> in which someone like round will get time. will get nothing done. Oh my god! I think it's going to be like mid second. And now that we have Taxi Squad, someone's going to, like, overthink it. They're going to try and move back. It's going to be this whole thing. And then at the end of all of their extra time, they're just going to make the pick they always would have made. And then we will spend the rest of that amount of time just roasting roasting them. (laughs) I'm so excited. Oh, fifth thing I'm super excited for is to randomly scream that players are busts. Oh, my gosh. Right after their draft. I forgot about that. (laughs) Very excited to just call busts on random players. Ronald Jones is a bust. Uh, Had Ronald Jones the SEC League. Still won. And he was was a bust. bust. (laughs) That was my number one bust. John Ross, also a bust. Called that. Oh, my gosh. Uh, So, yeah. I mean, that's the top five things that I'm excited for. (laughs) If you want to give four more to make it equal, you can. I feel like I had almost five. I just didn't number them. So, now I don't even know how many Why don't you just go in some unneeded order? Give me one more thing you're really excited for. One more thing I'm really excited for. Um, Gosh. I mean, you listed so many good ones. I'm excited to, like... Britain is a really good host. He is great. I will host. say that, like great host. Griff and I were talking just the other day at the office about like doing the draft at our office because that's what we do in the SEC league. Yep. We do it at Torch Prep office, um, not a sponsor, uh, but definitely not a sponsor. Yeah, not at all. Only been fired from there once. <laughs> I could be fired from there for this podcast. Who knows? That's true. Uh, but I was telling Griff like one of the things that I love about doing it at Britain's house is he, him, and Steph are both just great hosts. Yeah, um, and you just feel at home. And they're just so hospitable. I mean, Britain runs a freaking Chick-fil-A, so not a sponsor. It it is his pleasure. (laughs) It is. That's exactly what I was going to (laughs) say. You 
Yes. Uh, but no, I'm really excited to just be there, man. I'm like, for me, like, I'm so excited. The draft, literally anything can happen. I I told Jason yesterday I was taking David Montgomery at the 102, and then I watched a Nikhil Harry video today, and now I'm taking <sighs> Nikhil Harry. I keep bouncing back and forth. It's killing me. I got to quit thinking about Dude. it. David, my opportunity is great, but that <sighs> highlight tape from Nikhil Harry is I know. It's so ridiculous. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I keep bouncing back and forth. I'm dying inside. Dude, I got a oh. great deal for you. Live deal. Baker for the 102. Gosh dang it, no. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> if I had to sell you right now on a top five quarterback for the rest of your I, I life. Got, I have three quarterbacks. Yeah, but are any of them top five? I got the GOAT. Tom Brady, baby. He's going to be done in two years. <laughs> probably is. I read an article today. I think he's done after this year. He's probably done after this year. <laughs> Giselle's whip, witch cream can only keep him going for so long. Which, <laughs> by the way, not a sponsor. I don't know if you guys have read up on what Tom Brady does and eats, but that shit is crazy. Oh, he's a nut. He is a witch. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've like, not read no detail, joke, but I've heard he's... Giselle like, gives him voodoo dolls to put in his locker. It's crazy. What? It's crazy. Healing crystals, crazy shit to eat, blood sacrifice. That's too far. Definitely. Not <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's it. But <laughs> it is wild. You think that's gonna hold out for more? Baker 102. It's on. Dude, the table. I'm gonna start putting some voodoo dolls in Baker my Baker 102. I'll throw in Danny Amendola. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the goat of Patriots wide receivers. I'm standing by it. <laughs> He's not even a Patriot anymore. He was a Patriot, and he <laughs> no. was the goat while he was there. So we are going to wrap this episode yes. up. Uh, thank you guys all so much for listening. So excited to see you guys all next Sunday. Week. Yeah, we'll see everybody Sunday. Well, I mean, We're going to do another episode next week. We will see you all <laughs> Sunday heading into that. And then next week we will come back straight back with the draft recap episode, draft party, and draft proper. That's too British. That's, That's too British. Also yeah. not how you use it's it. also not proper. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> it's proper. not proper. That was not a proper word. using of proper. <laughs> Uh, the draft results, and uh, yeah. we'll break that we'll all down for you in the context of our league. Ooh, surprises, this man! Podcast is for ten other people. That is something I'm excited for this weekend. The surprise pick, definitely the surprises. Ooh. Also, Gosh. surprise. I don't know if Ty knows this. I don't know if you know this, but definitely recording another post-draft hot takes Ooh. with Ty yes. right in the basement, right afterwards. Love it. Head down there, get a little 15-minute recording. So, tie in when you're in town. Uh, be prepared with your hottest takes. Oh, yeah. Which, like, I know you're, like, the nicest person on the planet, but at least spice it up a little bit for, like, 15 minutes. Come on, Ty. We need Insult, to Insult, like, three people. <laughs> Just hurt three people's feelings. Yeah. We won't tell Ken. Griffin is the easiest shot possible. So, <laughs> if you want any dirt on him, I got it. Shoot me a text. <laughs> I'll send you a Google Doc. Yeah, Google Doc. I got a I got great, great doc on Griffin. <laughs> All right, we will uh, see you guys next week. Is that right? Well, we'll see him on Sunday. Oh, Jesus, we're doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys this week in person and next week on podcast. All right, thank you very much. <laughs>